Listen, all I want to say is Fred Savage is a scumbag. So, okay, so we're going to get to the story. Is it a man's accused of raping a few women and stuff like that, though? And next thing you know, he's trying to be a, pretend to be an attorney and shit like that. It's like, um, but I want to say that Fred Savage is a damn creep, though. It's like, uh, life imitating art and shit like that, though. So, this is Twisted, a Lauren or SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or and any other streaming service. And now here's your host, Brian Rose. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Hey, how y'all doing? This is um BD Rose, and you're listening to the Twisted or Lauren Order SVU podcast. And you can hear us every Monday on Spotify on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or what you would call it, stuff like that, though. So um I don't know, how was your weekend so far? You know, it's uh, Martin Luther King Day, and um it, you know, everyone's remembering the slain um uh, slaying um civil rights guy and stuff like that though so i mean i used to watch documentaries on martin luther king and all that stuff so so it's like um it's like um it, it's so it's so entertain it's so good you know i mean martin luther king man you know i mean he they, he was like assassinated back in 1968 and he did before he was killed though he did like a speech saying that he reached the mountaintop that was the day before he died, though. So, I, I don't know. Probably maybe the government probably killed him for some certain reasons. I mean, Martin Luther King wasn't a saint because I hear stories about him saying he was committing adultery and stuff like that, though. I mean, cheating on his wife. So, that's like a digging like a lot of dirt, like like, 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 like the National Choir and shit like that, though. So, anyway, um... Anyway, besides that, um, I went out to the movies last weekend and I saw Babylon and it was crazy. And it was so filthy. It's like spraying elephant dung in your face. <laughs> oh, shit. It is so disgusting. But Babylon is a, is a story about, um, you know, the dark side of Hollywood and they be having these, quote, lavish parties. But it wasn't so lavish and stuff like that. Oh, shit like that. And they had like, Everything and they had like sex, drugs, sex, orgies, people running around naked, getting drunk, and all that. And even people pissing on people, man. Oh my goodness, it's so filthy. Damn, it showed you how these damn white people, these white white people, that they get down having these parties. It's like eyes wide shut. I mean, they had people wearing masks on, and then. They and then oh man, they having sex on a dance floor and they had jazz playing all that types of madness. I mean, you got like um, Brad Pitt playing some ego drunk dude, and then you got Margaret Robbie playing a coke out actress. Damn, it was all about the decadence. But you know, it goes to show you a story about it's is about the how the 
it's, it, it's set in the 1920s. It shows you how uh, that uh, silent films were converting to sound films. And uh, you see the dark side of these Hollywood as actors and the parties and all that madness, man. I mean, and I just want to let you know that the, you have the Jewish people run Hollywood. So that's not, that's no, um, that's a fact. All right. So, and, um, well, and then next thing you know, I see the, they got these, um, how the business is going around, around here. And he shows you Hollywood, though. They treat their people like shit, though. It's like elephant shit. And then it was like disgusting. It was like nasty. I mean, you got like elephant shit. And then you got people vomiting. Oh, my goodness. And they want you, they want people, they want you to play a game, be along with the hot, play with the high society and all that bullshit, bullshit. But, even though with the movie Babylon, it's like modern day Babylon. It's like Babylon's like the wealth and wickedness of his people, right? It's like rock and roll Babylon. And you're like, like Hollywood Babylon and all that stuff. And it, Babylon shows you the wealth and wickedness of his people. So, um, and my review is, is, is crazy. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking about seeing it again, but I'll tell you, I mean, it's a hot mess. It's freaky. Hey, yo, check this out, though. They got this guy. He won an award. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Babylon was nominated at the Golden Globe. So even though critics hated the movie and people hated it, it's all that stuff. But it was like the worst movie of 2022. But check this out. It was nominated. Babylon was nominated at the Golden Globe Award. And a guy won an award for Best Musical Direction or something like that, though. So. Oh my goodness! I mean, anyway, I, I like I say, but Babylon is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But it goes to show you the dark side of Hollywood, and then all these underground parties, and maybe having all these lewd acts and stuff like that. Though so it's like ele- elephant shit in your face. So if you want to see it, if you have a heart, go see it. You know, I mean, I was I just saw it for educational purposes only. But it's a represent. But Babylon is like a representation of Hollywood and America and so forth. All right. Now, right now, we gotta give you give you bring you. I want to give out an issue about this Fred Savage shit because he's been in the news recently for like sexual misconduct and shit like that. So I'm gonna get to that after I do with this episode. All right. So it has so yeah yeah Fred Savage yes right that's right Fred Savage like Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years and. I'm going to say Kevin Arnold, Kevin Arnold is a creep. Kevin Arnold is a creep. So let's get into an episode. All right. Um, now, this is Law and Order SVU, Season 4, Episode 22, Fertility. And it aired on NBC on April 25th, 2003. Now, we're going to be dealing with um, today's special guest star because... All I'm, all I'm saying is that sometimes, you know, that a person can be uh, creepy sometimes, though. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking shit about him. So I'm not, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I'm going to tell you right now, right? So, okay, so we're at the cold open right now. And we're in this apartment building. And you got a group of people playing cards, right? So... So next thing you know, they be playing this um twenty one blackjack. I don't know what it is. It's like a group of men playing cards, and we got this guy named Michael, right? He's playing cards with his friends. And check this out: we have today's special guest star. Now, who who's that guy playing um um Michael Michael? 
I did not rape anyone. You're the wrong person. Yeah, that happens to be dirtbag Red Savage. He spent six year seasons playing Kevin Arnold of the Wonder Years. And I used to watch that show back in the days, you know, when I was a teenager. I mean, I watch it every week. And, you know, the one day, if you haven't seen the Wonder Years, it chronicles the life of Kevin Arnold, played by Savage. And um, he his crush was on his uh, classmate, Whitney Cooper, or something like that. And they kissed and they became, they had like a relationship, something like that, boyfriend, girlfriend, all that stuff, though. But, you know, the setting of the Wonder Years takes place back in the late 1960s, right? And um, I, used, I used to watch that show back in the days, you know, I mean, um, and next thing you know, the show ended in 1993. And next thing you know, that he has a second career directing TV shows like Modern Family and um, I think Boy Meets World, et cetera, something like that, though. I mean, he got like a another career to working behind the camera as a director. And check this out, though. He's also, he was the producer of the One Day's Reboot and focusing on a black family, right? And, you know, the, the reboot of the Wonder Years came out in 2021. And sometime last year, though, he was fired from the show after, like, sexual misconduct because he was treating, he was, like, sexually harassing these women at, at, the, at work or something like that, though. I mean, like, a group of women was coming forward. There, there was a group of women was coming forward against him over sexual misconduct. And then we're going to go get to that at the end of this show, all right? So, anyways, though, so... Uh, Seth, 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 Mr. Savage or Fred, Mr. Savage. So Fred Savage is playing uh, suspect Michael Garner, right? So what we're going to get into is, you know, he's playing cards with his friends, and all of a sudden, though, he gets um, he gets he gets um, he hears a buzz from the intercom, and he goes over. He gets up. He stops playing his poker game. He goes over to them. Okay. He, his his character's name is Michael Garner, so I, I might say Kevin Arnold, something like that. I don't know what it is, so Michael Kevin. I don't, anyway, so anyway, Mike goes over to the intercom and he asks, "Who is it?" And you know, sometimes his voice would be choppy, stuff like that, though. And then Mike was like, "I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go downstairs, y'all." And one of the girls says, "Don't forget to tip him." And then then he leaves his apartment. And moments later, though, he he's downstairs at the lobby. And he comes out of the building. He don't see anybody, but he sees a bag of um, some Chinese food sitting on the sidewalk. When he comes over to pick it up, though, he is he is arrested by Stabler, <laughs> Benson, and Finn. He was like, surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> oh my goodness! And then next thing you know is that um, I think Finn slams. I think Stabler Finn slams him to the the damn wall, something like that. And then Michael's like, what did I do? I didn't do anything, though. And then next thing you know, Benson comes up. She's telling him, you being charged with rape. And then Michael's like, rape? Next thing you know, is it he he punches Benson in the face, man. And next thing you know, is his stabler been restrained. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 don't do that, man. Don't do that. Next thing you know, is that, um, I don't know, maybe she, Benson almost got knocked the fuck out. Excuse my language, though. Next thing you know, is it Michael's wife. Michael's wife comes out of the comes out of the building, and she looked like a fake Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years, something like that though. And and then uh, Michael's wife was like, "Come on, you didn't even do anything." And Stable tells her that your tells her that his husband has is is had raped four women. And Finn was like, "Dinner's on us. Thank the NYPD." <laughs> and no, no, you know, Finn was like, "No, your dinner's here." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Currency fakes to NYPD. <laughs> oh shit. Um <laughs> then well they say something like the wash cracks and like say you didn't he was like you didn't it yeah, right. Thanks. Hey, hey courtesy of the NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So they even offered fake Winnie Cooper some Chinese food or something like that though. So we go for the opening credits. And da, 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 da. and um we have the preset right now and um you missed the poor little Kevin Arnold's in the interrogation room and he was like I didn't rape and I'm so he was like he was he he, he was like I'm sorry why I'm sorry for hitting uh, a cop in the face. I take full responsibility. I lost my temper or something like that though. And then Mike has his lawyer has his um lawyer with him called Aaron Russ. It's like a defense attorney. And she was like, How did my client got injured from his home to the precinct? And Cabin was like Cabin's there in an interrogation room. She was like, I don't know. And then Finn was like, he fell. And then um Mrs. Russ says bullshit. And then <laughs> and however though, I mean, next thing you know is that uh Cabin tells her that his uh, clients that uh, tell her that her client's injuries on his hand saying that he punched the pheasant in the face and then she was like if you want to add a soul on a police officer I'll be happy to oblige and then here you go Mr. Kevin Arnold is like though I didn't rape any woman you have the wrong person Sable was like you got a print on a scene and, and then Aaron Russ says she got it from a bar fight 10 years ago I mean, come on, you get your te- you people are getting sloppy and whatever, something like that though. So, Mike denies raping these women and stuff like that. He didn't touch them like that though. So, and then, and then I mean, it's a mess, you know. She tells him, and then Aaron Russ tells him that you're too tough, that you're getting too lazy, you're sloppy and stuff like that though. I don't know what it is. So in the carryation room. Meanwhile, the veteran is talking to one of the one of um. You know, um, Mr. Garland's victims carry right, and and she is there with her rape counselor, called um, it's um Bethany Taylor. And yo, we who have a who's that girl? Now, who's the actress that's playing Bethany Taylor? Listen, Bethany, this case lives or dies by her ID. So no helping, just emotional support. I'm a rape crisis counselor detective. I've done this before. Yeah, I know. I just really want to get this guy. She'll do it. She's stronger than she thinks. All right, um, that happens to be actress Tyra Farrell, and um, she was she was uh, active in in the back in the early nineteen nineties. I mean, you you remember her playing Doughboy Doughboy and Ricky's mother in the movie Boys in the Hood, right? And I remember I remember seeing she tells um, young Doughboy, all you do is eat, sleep, and shit. Your your father ain't been uh, uh, my father ain't gonna be nothing, so you ain't gonna be nothing either. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that though. And she was also in the movie uh, Jungle Fever with uh, Wesley Snipes, Annabella Sciorra, and um, let's see, Spike Lee, John Turturro. And she played like um, John Turturro's on-screen uh, love interest in the movie. So you know, Jungle Fever is like is a '90s film from Spike Lee that came out like thirty something years ago. It shows you about like interracial relationships and all that stuff. Oh, I remember in the movie Jungle Fever. 
Samuel L. Jackson had a good performance playing a crackhead. Remember, he going out doing that little singing and dancing routine. She's like, I'm I'm like getting high. I'm weird. I want it. I like getting high. I'm a crackhead. You know how to do it. I like <laughs> uh, <I'm> a... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was a killer performance from Samuel L. Jackson, right? So anyway, um Tyra also um had a recurring role on the HBO miniseries um The Corner back in the early two thousands, right? And you know, I mean she, I don't know. She probably is living a normal life. I don't know what she's doing right nowadays, though. But anyway, she plays the um, rape counselor, rape counselor, um, rape counselor um, Bethany Taylor. So um, anyway, though, she's there with Carrie, and um, all right. So Detective Benson comes in. She calls in Carrie for a lineup, and then before that, though, um, Detective Benson asks Carrie about her attack. So. Carrie remembers her attacker. She told me she tells she tells her that um she was a she, someone was choking her, and next thing you know is that um the that um Kevin Arnold was on top of her, and um she also mentions that um he got out of a car, and she also she also mentions that he got into a truck though, so she now she's sure that it was him, Mister Garner or something like that though, or I should say Mister Kevin Arnold. All right, so um. However, after that, though, Benson takes uh, Mrs. Taylor outside and tells her that um, she she Benson has, will do anything to nail the son of a bitch and stuff like that, though. And, you know, she's, um, and then, you know, Mrs. Taylor tells Benson that she's stronger than she looks and all that stuff, though. So they see, um, they see, um, Mr. Mr. Kevin Arnold here going in this office, you know, getting ready for the line and stuff like that, though. So, we cut to the other room, and then Carrie's being brought in for a lineup, and um, she sees um, the five suspects. You know, Mister, I mean, Mister, Mister Mike here, or Crazy Mike. There, he's on the lineup, and Carrie IDs Michael as the suspect number three, and all that stuff, though. So, and then next thing you know is that Mister um, Cabin is talking to um, my. Mike Crazy Mike's um attorney Aaron Russ about the him about Garner's he's he's gonna be deal dealing with stuff like that though. So anyway, they know and you know that's uh, Aaron Russ's um Mr. Garner Mr. Garner's defense and criminal defense attorney and all that stuff though. I don't know. I mean, how she gonna get more involved in this case though? I don't know what's up to this this woman right here though, but it's like a face off going on around here. So short time later though, we upstairs in another room and Benson comes up and tells Carrie and the rest of um, Michael's rape buildings that the suspect is being processed right now. So, and Benson tells the, all the, the four of his rape victims, including Carrie, right, that um, they needed to come to court and testify and all this stuff, though. And somehow, she and Benson also tells them that he might be out on bail as soon and all, all that stuff, though. So... And she also mentions that she wanted that, that they had to give out order of protection. She also mentions about order of protection, though. So she tells him if they had to come in court and testify against him, he's going to be there at court. And in other words, the best had to ask him for all the addresses, though. And you know, the, 
all for the rape victim victims are worried about that though. So and they might come and he he met that um crazy Mike will come and stalk him again and all that stuff though. So and and then somehow is somehow you know he he's got, he he might go to address it and attack him and then and then best of needs is for all so that he's at best of needs so that way he won't go to the houses though. And you know sometimes some of these um the female you know the female victims they have doubts about that though and stuff like that so they decided they want to have order of protection and all that stuff though yeah they, they all take it though okay so we're the next day at the squad room and much says that um, Michael's wife bailed him out from prison so right now and then much was like and and it was two hours ago. Mr. Garner is Mr. Two hours ago, Mr. Charming is a free man. His wife bailed him out. So somehow it turns out that um, Finn was like them. He turns out that um, Miss Crazy Mike never had like a white vehicle or something like that or some anything like that because um, he don't have a license and stuff like that though. So, however, though this um. You know, you know, whole squad's there, Craig is there, Bess is there, Stable is there, Munch and Finn and all that stuff. And they want to fi- figure out what's going on with this Michael kind of dude, though. So it turns out that um, you know, Mike, Michael don't have any, like, um, he, he Michael don't have a vehicle with register and all that stuff, though. And somehow they, they gave him, like, an order. They got to give out order of protection and all that stuff, though. Next thing you know, um, Detective Benson receives a phone call, and then she was like, Carrie, Carrie, stay down. I'll be right there. And Benson tells her colleagues that um, Carrie spotted um, Crazy Mike at a coffee shop. Oh, yeah. By the way, speaking about the coffee shop, sometimes I, for, I forgot to left out one thing that Mike attacks his victim, female victims outdoors. He attacked a woman while getting out of a subway train, subway station, and she, he attacked another woman outside the park. And you know he, they already know that he walks his dogs or whatever. I don't, but maybe he thinks he's a cop or anything like that, though. I mean, how can you say that you got like a Kevin Donald right here trying to attack woman in broad daylight, and no one else would see him do the crime? I mean, maybe he probably a smart ass or something like that, or maybe probably he uses his tactics. I don't know what it is though. So anyway, basically gets a call saying that uh, Carrie Spider Mike at the coffee shop. So we're at the coffee shop. We're at the Java Cafe, something like that. And um, Benson comes and sees Carrie, and she starts talking to her. And Carrie tells him that um, Mike, Crazy Mike, said say said hi, stuff like that. And then she probably panicked and stuff like that, though. And then Carrie was asked Benson, "Are you gonna arrest him?" I don't know, something like that. We go back. That was a, that was a quick scene. We cut back to the squad. We cut back to the precinct. Cabin's there. She said that she's not gonna charge him anything like that, though. She's gonna say that. Um, Carrie followed him and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know what it is, something like that, though. And she's not going to be telling all the charges. She's not going to be pressing charges. However, Dr. Wong says that as Mike is insecure about his manhood and stuff like that. I mean, he got a nice job. He's got a good looks. He has sex with, sex with his wife, but he's insecure about his manhood and stuff like that, though. So, and however, it also says that Crazy Mike puts fear on his victims by intimidating them and all that stuff, though. So they wouldn't have to testify. So, Craig says then Craig said tells me that we have, Craig says here that we have to warn, we have, we have to he wants them to warn the victims and all the stuff because this dude's probably stalking and shit like that though. Okay, so we're at um, we're at the we're at the residence of um the, another rape victim named Karen, 
hey, check this out though. Who who is yo yo yo? Who is that girl? Right? Who's that girl's playing Karen? Karen, is there any place that you can go, maybe a friend or a relative that you can stay with until the trial? What am I supposed to do, pull him out of school? Look, I don't have any family, and my friends can't put up me and a little boy. Maybe I should just quit my job and lock myself in my house all day. I know that this is difficult. You know nothing. Yeah, that happens to be um, actress Dana Elkison. Elkson, um, did I say it right? Dana Elkerson. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, she's a bitch that killed uh, Michael D. Lorenzo's character Eddie Torres on the season three finale of New York New York Undercover. And you don't believe this? I mean, she kept playing a bomb in um, Torres Torres's car and stuff like that, though. And as soon as uh, Jay Z and Eddie were partying in ways because Torres was gonna be transferred to gonna be transferred because he just married Nina. Next thing you know, it says Torres left JC, and JC gets a call from her cell phone, and she, and then that bitch said, "You next." Next thing you know, it was that he calls Ed when I was driving off, and all of a sudden, the Eddie's Eddie's Jeep it slows, boom, and oh man! Next thing you know, is that um, I mean. You know, following season, you know, I mean, that she is, and then you know, the, um, you know that um, that girl, that blonde haired chick, that crazy blonde chick, though she he was a, he, she attacked um, Eddie's girl Nina in prison, and Nina killed her off though. So um, she did. She made a um, few appearances on New York Undercover playing the the evil lady, right, who killed um, Mike, Eddie Torres, and she also appeared as a detective in the Law and Orders first and only TV movie Exile. And yeah, it did feature um yeah um Chris Dolph, aka Detective Logan. So that's the only Lord Lord movie that just just made though. And she's been in some movies and stuff like that though. So this she plays um Karen and Stabler tells Karen that about this guy named Crazy Mike and stuff like that though. They were informing me about him. And she he was he was informing her about him and and then she was like, she was probably terrorist though. And Carrie has a son in there, stuff like that. So so Benson asked her, Do you have a place? Do you have a place to stay? Do you have any relatives and stuff like that though? And she tells him that she don't have any relatives and her friends don't give a, give give a shit about her and stuff like that. So next thing you know, she closes the door on her faces though. However, Benson Stabler, they turn around and they spot you know, Mr. Kevin Arnold right here kneeling down on the sidewalk. So they go across the street, and next thing you know, they they had they had the guns out, and they see him. They see him with the he see him with the dog, and Bessie Stabler tells him that you're under arrest for they were they were they were for filing an order of protection. And Kevin Arnold, crazy Kevin Arnold, was like, I was just walking my dog, and Stay was like, bullshit though. Yeah, you 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 you, you violated an order of protection. So you know, Bessie cuffs him, and next thing you know, Stabler takes the dog. All right, so we're in the courtroom right now, and and crazy Mike, you know, crazy Mike is being arraigned, or in other words, Mister Kevin Arnold here being arraigned and stuff, and he kind of says to him that he's representing himself because he fired his other lawyer and stuff like that, though. <laughs> and um, and Cab is there. He tells him that he violated order of protection and stuff like that. And next thing he knows that Mister Mister Kevin Arnold here. Michael Crazy Mike says that he's just representing himself and he bring out a book saying order of protection and some about people versus West and all that stuff though. And he also mentioned something about the three victims and all that stuff though. And um and Judge Cohen says that he will be dismissing the 
a place from the other three victims because you know only only a fourth one just came forward and, and something like that though. And he also granted Mike Bell and shit like that. So that that's that's a little bit setback right there though. And shit, I don't know. Next thing you know is that um, Michael's little um, defense attorney Aaron Russ is there also. Oh man, she's going to get in Kevin's face and stuff like that though. I don't know where something like that though. So next thing you know, we're in the squad right now, and and then Kevin's talking to the detectives about Michael. Says that he's gonna get away with this, and then he's gonna represent. He's gonna be a lawyer or something like that. I don't know what it is. Next thing you know, a paralegal comes by, and he calls on Cabot, and Cabot's like, "This is Cabot. You've been served." <laughs> so Cabot opens up the paper, and Cabot says that it's she is emotions are severe to charges. Oh my goodness! So we're at the motion hearing right now, and Judge Preston is is in office talking to Cabot, and um, Mister, and then. And then um, here, here comes Mr. Kevin Arnold there. He's going around saying that there, he has no evidence about the three other other victims. So he has no he he going around claiming that there is no, no proof. And Kevin mentioned something about the people versus West and all that stuff though. And however though, so it's only the three three victims and the fourth victim only showed up to testify against him and ID him. All the other three though, they they did not ID him though. So. Mr. Kevin Arnold here is saying that it figures this is set up, and then he starts reading this book about the laws and stuff like that, though. I mean, who is he? Is he did he come from law school and shit like that, though? I don't know what it is, though. And Judge Preston dis- decides to dismiss the charges on the three victims because they had no evidence and all of that whatsoever. I don't know what it is, though. So um, we're at um, Carrie's apartment, and... She- and she, and Carrie the Benson is there along with uh, Mrs. Um, Taylor, the rape counselor. And Carrie decides to recant and doesn't want to testify stuff like that. And she, and she doesn't want her she don't want she don't want to face a rapist in, in again in court though because what happened to her. However, Benson persuades Carrie to testify against him because she messes something about another victim that who came in to testify, and it says it was too late though. So however though. Carrie decides to change her mind, and she she comes in the court to testify. She's on the stand right now, and she's describing her attack to um, Cabot. Cabot, and next thing you know, here comes Mister um, Mister Gardner, aka Kevin Arnold, coming over here. He asking the victim questions, saying, "Did I attack you? Did I do this and stuff like that?" I mean, what the hell is this damn um, Craig Kevin Arnold doing, man? This is like the Wonder Years or the Blunder Years, though. Oh my goodness! He's trying to he's trying to ask a bitten questions like oh my goodness! I mean, like Carrie, did you see me? I mean, did the person was the other person on top of you? And then Carrie tells him, "You forced my your penis into my vagina." <laughs> That's some like some you know, grade school kindergarten talk right there. It's not like a R-rated show, but Law and Order as you use TV fourteen, whatever. Let me take a sip of water because I need I need to clear my throat like DJ Clue. You know what I'm saying? Now, now my, Michael he's asking victims questions and all. So I don't know what it is though. And a few moments later, Betsy is on the stand and facing um Mr. Kevin Arnold here, Mr. Mr. One Year Years himself. Please though. Hmm. However, though, next thing you know is like um 
they they ask her about the lineup and then next thing about the uh, identification and stuff like that though. I mean that's it's going crazy. In other words, in the guard and what except the gardener's case, it turns out that is like there's tainted identification, tainted evidence because of the lineup and all that stuff. Kevin st- and then later on, Kevin tells Benson because she confronts Benson at the precinct, saying the Garner's case is tainted identification. And then Kevin asks her a question about the lineup. And Kevin's and, and Detective Benson's like, it was not tainted or anything like that. I don't know what it is. Come on. Mm-mm-mm. And then, I mean, you know, the victim ID'd him. And then they think it is tainted evidence, saying that um, this you know, Mr. Garner will go off. I don't know what it is, something like that, though. However, though, Mrs. Taylor shows up to them and tells them that she got subpoenaed on Garner's behalf. In other words, she got to go to court. So I went to impress Judge Preston's office, and um, she, Judge Preston says she'll question Bethany Taylor you know, about you know, about the um, identification and all the other evidence and stuff like that, though. So we're in the courtroom right now, and Beth, Mrs. Taylor comes out, says that she didn't say a word to Detective Benson, and here's Judge Preston comes out Telling Pence to arrest her because she um, persecuted herself for contempt. They want they, she ordered the judge orders Benson to arrest the, um, Mrs. Taylor for contempt though, and she Benson was like I didn't want to do it though, and she was like you better be, the judge was like you better arrest Mrs. Taylor or else, and you know next thing you know is that um, Olivia arrests Mrs. Taylor, so we're at the precinct right now and um, Mrs. Taylor's in her cell. And Bethany talks to um, Bethany in the cell, and Kevin is there. They, she wants they, 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 they tell her to tell Carrie that she needs to, you know, you know, to come up and testify and reconsider and all that stuff. In other words, yeah. In other, in other words, they want to waive that decision and testify. At first, she didn't want to do it. I mean, she want to lose her job. Well, I don't know what it is though. So we're in Carrie's apartment right now, and Carrie's there. And uh, Benson tells Carrie you have to waive the decision, to waive the decision to testify and stuff like that, because Carrie refuses to testify. And then Carrie goes around saying that she took off her engagement ring, and then she was not, she don't want to deal with her husband anymore. And then, whether and she took off her engagement ring for she had her own fears or whatever. So, so Carrie wants Carrie wants Mrs. Taylor to come and testify in court, though. In other words, though. In other words, and okay, so we're at the courtroom right now. And um, however, though, Judge Preston was like, based on uh, Mrs. Taylor's testimony, it will not go on record. And then next thing you know, there's a Mr. Kevin Arnold here gets upset saying, objection, objection. Judge was like, don't object. You calm down. Take your seat. Don't object, though. I know that <laughs> crazy Mike, crazy Mike. Okay, Kevin Arnold, his reputation is about to be tarnished, though. I mean, turns out that maybe she, maybe Miss Taylor did testify on her behalf. I mean, and then, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, you see, uh, you see how mad Fresh Savages is. Like, objection. I mean, I, I don't know. Mr. Kevin Arnold here is toast, though. So we're outside the courthouse, though. And um, next, you know, Mrs. Taylor confronts um, Benson over that, and she says that. I didn't do it for Carrie. I didn't do it for you. I did it for Carrie and stuff like that, though. And then next thing you know is that he she confronts Detective Benson and she tells him that she got a subpoena from a man for who raped a client. And she also says she lost six of her clients and she's mad at Benson, saying, Are you are you satisfied right now? And Benson was like, I did the best I could to for 
Vanna, Vanna never raped his attack. That's all I did. And then, and then you know, Mrs. Fresson's like, why don't you go find someone in your own expense or whatever? I mean, I don't know. She was pissed off at the pension because, I don't know, what, over what? Because she, she lost her rape clients or rape victims over this? Man, that's crazy, though. So we're outside Stable's house, and, um, and Libby, Detective Benson is sitting there waiting for Sabler to come home. And he sees, he shows up in the car and, and no one else with him. And she was like, you going shopping? That's pathetic. And Sabler tells Benson that Cappy took the kids somewhere, something like that. So she uh, tells him that um, she must have messed up. I mean, she made the situation worse like that. And... Stabler gives her a pep talk, gives her advice, saying he's telling her you're a good, you're a good cop. You did your job and all that stuff, though. Okay, so we're back at the courthouse right now, the next day, and turns out that Crazy Mike is a no short, no short court. Benson Stabler is there, and they notice it, and then they decide to just run off. And then right now, we're back to the squad room, and um, you know the detectives are there to track down on Mike. Turns out that um, he don't have a and he'll have no passport to Canada. And however, there's, however, you know, U.S. and Canadian customs, they're at the border getting alerts for Mike and all that stuff, though. But Dr. Wong says that he could be still around the New York City area. And I know he's probably losing his control and stuff like that, though. And uh, it turns out they, so they are, and then Munch says that they're going to put, they're going to put it, they're going to put his face on the 11 o'clock news. And then, and then, it's crazy because what they doing trying to do is they're trying to track down Mike because he was a no short court court. So he could be around trying to do something crazy and stuff like that though. However, though, though, she just got a that to Benson just got a phone call saying another woman has been attacked. So they go outside to the alley in the evening and it turns out that they found a, a, another victim. She was raped and murdered. And they probably believe it's like it's Mr. Crazy Mike Garner and stuff like that, though. So we're at the morgue right now, and Dr. Warner says that the victim's name was Evelyn Sharp from Staten Island. And turns out that the victim fought off her attacker, and you see that the hands, you see the blood, stuff like that, though. And he, but, um, he, he, and he probably, the guy bit her or something like that, though. And she shows him the arm with all the blood, and she got a match saying, We got the son of a bitch, though. So, however, though, we outside the courthouse and then Benson Stabler confront the, um, um, uh, Eric's, you no, know, no defense attorney, um, Aaron Russ. And she doesn't know where Aaron, she doesn't know where, um, and Mr. And Mr. Mike is and all that stuff, though. And she says, if, if I see him, I'll let you know. So, and, you know, Benson Stabler have evidence that, that Mr. Garner is the perp. He's a suspect, though. He says that he's he's guilty all over and all this stuff though, and Aaron doesn't know shit though. I mean, she she doesn't know where Eric is. I don't know what it is like that though. So we're back at the prison right now, and it turns out that um, Michael has no relatives in New York City, and they talk they talk to Michael's friend, coworkers, and friends. You know, they haven't even seen him and stuff like that though. So whatever though, best is. So, however, though, it's like um, Benson shows up with um, Michael's financials and stuff like that, though. She says the financials belong to um, Michael's wife, though. But he got all the money, but he got all the money and stuff like that, though. And 
Besson tells her, Besson tells her colleagues that Michael took five grand at a check cashing place up in the Bronx. So, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. so next thing you know, we're at the check cashing place, and then you know the, the clerk right there behind the counter, he sees a picture of um crazy, you know, Kevin Arnold, and he was like, Yeah, that's a Richie Rich though. And he's he tells the detectives that he wanted like two million, and he tells them they only go he only says he's only gonna take up to five hundred thousand dollars or you know half a million stuff like that though. i don't know so and and they ask him when did he show up alone and then he tell him yeah so they see a best sees a surveillance camera and they want to use that surveillance camera as evidence he was showed up there so we're at the tower office and morales is there it's in his surveillance in in, in a surveillance video it shows mike come out and check cashing place doing some business and Susie and then Susie comes out though, they spot like a white vehicle in there, or something like that though. And it's like um it's a it's a it's like a it's like a 99 Lexus, Lexus, you know, they've probably been spotted, something like that. It's a 1999 white Lexus. It's a 1999 white Lexus, right? And next thing you know, he goes in the vehicle and it turns out that he was kissing a woman. So it turns out his wife, it, it, they, but they discover that. He Eric isn't married, right? And he has a he and she has a wife. And but but check this out: his wife has long brown hair, and you know that his wife is like the fake Winnie Cooper, right? And next thing you notice that they notice that they they just realize that, yo, oh yeah, Eric it, 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 Michael got a side piece, and um was a girlfriend. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my goodness! So. He's like, do you know that you know that Kevin Arnold was cheating on his wife with another woman, like a side piece or something like that? Though, Mm-mm-mm. this is like the TV show Cheaters. Remember, remember the show Cheaters when guy guy, guy got busted with dating with a woman and stuff like that. I don't know what it is though. <laughs> so you got Crazy Mike is married to a woman and she doesn't know that he's like a sexual predator or stuff like that. I mean, she's still sticking by his side. I mean, it turns out the wife was devastated when he. He he just disappeared and stuff like that though. I mean, come on, she's standing by her man. I don't know what it is though. Next thing you know is that um, they check in the phone. You know, Craigan told the checks to check the phone records. That was earlier. So only the phone records. They discovers that um, he was making. The majority of the calls go to um, uh, to uh, to Aaron Russ from for having for this month and then last month. And then the past couple more months, though, and Sable was like, why would he see a criminal defense attorney before the woman was raped? And, and Benson turns discovers that Mike has been having an affair with Aaron Russ, his criminal defense attorney. And it turns out that Aaron registered a 1999 Lexus a few years ago. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So they, um, they, you know, Benson Saber arrived at... Um, at, at um, Aaron's um, building, and they they spot the Lexus. The trunk is open, so they go inside the building and they arrive in apartment one B. That's Aaron. That's Aaron's apartment, and um, they go in. They go in the apartment and they see Aaron there. They've got their guns out, saying, "Please put up your hands." And then Aaron put her hands up, and it's blood on the back of their hand. So Benson and Steve come closer. 
oh shit, they see Kevin Arlo dead on the floor with a stab in the damn back though. Oh shit. <laughs> it turns out that Aaron killed the son of a bitch, man. <laughs> and she tells him that she found the murder weapon and then he started denying it. And Benson says that he tried to attack you and then he tried to attack you and there's nothing that yeah, that you could do. And um, Aaron's like, justifiable homicide. Oh my goodness. So she got his ass off. He lost his temper. <laughs> Poor Kevin Arnold is dead. I mean, whatever happened to Kevin Arnold? Oh my goodness. He used to be a nice kid. Right, right now, he's a damn jerk, man. He's a damn loser, damn asshole. Damn. So we're at the morgue right now, and Dr. Warner is taking um, Benson in and Carrie and uh, Mrs. Taylor to go see the autopsy. The autopsy. And they tell her that no one has to know anything like that, though. And Carrie doesn't want to see the person, and they were like, they tell her no one wants to know. So they go inside the room, and Carrie sees the... Um, body of Michael. He's just dead. And Carrie doesn't say nothing. And she just leaves. The next thing you know is that um, Michael, they cover, they cover Michael up. Uh, Mike. And that's the end of the episode. Man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Gone just, man, oh man, oh man. Fred Savage is it's crazy, man. It's, it's a crazy episode. All right then, so let's get into the bottom of this, right? So, um, in um in last year in twenty twenty two, turns out that um, Fred Savage was fired as a producer and showrunner and director of the Wonder Years reboot, and you know, featured a black family stuff like that though. So he was fired from the show for um, sexual misconduct because six forming six women came forward about the allegations. And next thing you know, he said he was he had he like and they they he has a temper and he said he was sexually harassing him and all that stuff though. But you know, this isn't the first time that Fred Savage was showing some behavior. And I remember when he was on the Wonder Years back in the early nineties. I mean, a woman came out and and came out and charged him with sexual harassment, and that was a time when. Um, Fred Savage started in the one years bit. That happened back in the early nineties, and Fred Sa- and Fred Savage was sixteen at the time. And you know, you know. Anyway, some people say that he's a nice guy, but sometimes you, you see you experience his dark side, and he'd be cursing women out, being coming the asshole and the jerk and all that stuff. Though I mean, come on, yo. I mean, and right now you got six women coming forward, well, on the one years reboot, saying that um, Fred Fred Savage has been accused of sexual misconduct. And you know he's married with children and stuff like that, though. But some sources say some say he was a nice guy, but others say that he has a temper. And in other words, you know, sometimes when he throws the parties, it's all off. But I'm gonna tell you this: sometimes people have their own damn egos, and then they get so emotional and stuff like that when things don't go in the way, and then they want to talk some shit and want to try to verbally abuse women and sexual assault women. Like, I mean. I don't know. There are like press savages like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and shit like that, though. I mean, this 
sometimes, you know, you got to learn how to behave yourself at work. Just only just focus on your work and don't be so super friendly with everybody. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes some people, though, they have their emotions, stuff like that. And you got to keep your emotions in check. So all you got to do is just cool it, talk like a regular person, just focus on your work and um, don't let don't let your ego come to your head. That's all I'm saying. Now, so since then, right now, I hope you all listening in. I want you to thank you all listening in. And hope you like the show, like and subscribe. Okay, so so I'm about to break out right now. So I'll be next week with the, with another episode. And Twisted is produced and directed by me. And um, you can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, WordPress, Google Podcasts, and our shows on every Monday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> early money when it comes out so i just want you to thank y'all for listening in and um this is bd rose you have a blessed week